1: Our thanks to Adams Road Band for that musical introduction. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. July of 2022, Eric, myself, and a friend of this ministry, Trevor Wolfe, visited a number of LDS historical sites. We began our two-week journey, if you will, In Nauvoo, Illinois. And we're just trying to recap some of the things that we saw, some of the things that we heard, some of the things we didn't hear to give you an idea as to what LDS people believe about their history and what official missionaries for their church are saying about their history. That was one of the reasons why we wanted to go. It was not only to help distribute literature at the pageants that are held in Nauvoo during the summer but we also wanted to listen carefully to what a lot of the tour guides were saying regarding the various buildings that we visited while we were there. On Wednesday, July 13th, we turned our attention still in the direction of LDS history, but not talking with a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Trevor had communicated with an apostle who is with the Community of Christ, which, of course, was originally known as the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. His name was Lachlan Mackay. His last name is spelled M-A-C, capital K-A-Y, which you would think would be more pronounced McKay, but it's Mackay. And he was a very nice man. He took the time out to meet with us. He is the great, great, great grandson of Joseph Smith. So this apostle of the Community of Christ met us at the Red Brick Store, which was a store that was run by Joseph Smith, and we had a conversation that lasted well over an hour with this man. I think it was
2: very generous of him to give up that time to be able to meet with us. Very cordial conversation we're going to talk about, and he took us to some of the sites that are owned by the Community of Christ. So I want to give a shout out for the hospitality that we were shown.
1: We should mention, too, that if you were to visit Nauvoo and and to go down into the flats, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has spent a lot of money recreating a lot of the buildings that were in existence when Joseph Smith was leading the church. And so you can get this pretty good impression of what it probably looks like during that time period. So this is a very emotional place for Latter-day Saints to visit. It means a lot to them. And, and we knew that. And we were trying to be very respectful in our behavior. Many times you're asked, well, where are you from? And of course, we're from Utah. Of course, Trevor's from Colorado. But when we would say from Utah... We know they probably are assuming we're members of the church, and we wanted to make it very clear that we're not, so we would say, but we're not members. Now, I'm sure that caused some confusion with the person asking the question, but at that point in the conversation, we didn't feel to go into any more details. We're having this conversation with Lachlan Mackay, an apostle with the Community of Christ. He said some interesting things about what he personally believed. And one of the things he made clear to us is that he was not going to say anything really derogatory about their counterpart, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, he did get away from that a little bit when we were talking about information that many Latter-day Saints are led to believe. And he did lament that a lot of times Latter-day Saints are told things which really are not true. And he said, and we would agree with him, and we told him we agreed with him when he said it, that when you are told things that are not exactly true and you find out later on that they were true, that tends to not work in a positive way for that individual. And he saw that as having more of a negative effect on Latter-day Saints who were led to believe one thing when the facts really were going in another direction. And we agreed with that. And that was probably about the only negative thing that I heard Locke, as he goes by, say to us during that conversation. He made mention how atheists play a big role in the members of his church. And I can't help but wonder, Why would atheists be allowed to play a role in this church? I can't imagine my church allowing any vocal atheist to have any kind of role. It's not that they can't visit. They certainly can, but they would never have a position in the church. So I was kind of confused by that.
2: Well, and it seems like they are very, what you would call, progressive in this 21st century. He did not have a problem being called postmodern, is, church did not really believe that there was a standard of truth. As Christians, that would be anathema, because we believe the Bible is the standard of truth. And even for him, the Book of Mormon was a
1: great story, but perhaps not even historical. And when we brought up the Book of Mormon, naturally, you can't talk about the Book of Mormon without mentioning the angel Moroni. And Eric and I were trying to recall exactly how this came up. But when we were talking about Moroni, he threw out the word Nephi. And I can't remember how he said that, whether he kind of uh, had tongue-in-cheek or whatever, but apparently, and I'm not doubting this, Lachlan Mackay is very well aware of the controversy in Mormon history where it said in the 1851 edition of the Pearl of Great Price, Joseph Smith claims he was visited by the angel Nephi who told him about the gold plates, not the angel Moroni. It was the angel Nephi, he said. I'm sure that's what Mackay was referring to. But I'm not going to walk away thinking that that's what he believed really happened, because I got the impression Eric made me wonder if he even believed any of that story. Because he certainly was not defending that story, as it's understood by Latter-day Saints and members of the community of Christ.
2: He had a sense of humor, because uh, one of us asked the question, how he became an apostle— and he just looked at us with a straight face and he says it probably was a mistake a mistake because he does not have the background many of the other apostles have he loves history but he does not have an official degree in history but uh, just the way he said it uh, you know he's a real person and uh, the dry sense of humor i appreciated
1: and we were cracking jokes with each other and it was it was fun talking to him because I felt like this is a guy who's trying to be as honest as he possibly can about his history. And I find with many Latter-day Saints, uh, they don't often chuckle over that kind of stuff. They take it very, very seriously. And if you bring up a lot of things that go against the grain as to what the church manuals say, sometimes you can find Latter-day Saints being upset with you. This man did not have that kind of an attitude. He was very easy to talk to, and like you say, I, I very much appreciated him taking the time to talk with us.
2: Imagine if you are going to talk to Jeffrey R. Holland, for instance, an apostle of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and the issue of Joseph Smith's polygamy comes up. Do you think Holland is going to engage you and talk much about that? But uh, he agreed that Joseph Smith was a
1: polygamist and
2: had no problem with that because the history is clear.
1: And why shouldn't he have a problem with it when you consider that Brigham Young, the second president of the church, most Latter-day Saints never had any issues with that. They would always admit that. But then when the Gospel Topics essays came out, where the Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I should say, came out with that essay admitting that Joseph Smith not only had Emma as his wife, but probably as many as 40 wives, that changed the attitude of a lot of Latter-day Saints. And this got me thinking, while, while Lachlan Mackay had no problem admitting Joseph Smith was a polygamist, I don't think that was the attitude the last time I was in Nauvoo, because that was before that essay on polygamy came out. I would not be surprised if I brought up polygamy at any of the areas that are owned by the LDS Church. They probably would have put up some resistance to that comment. Now, not now, because the Church has admitted it. But before then, we had a lot of Latter-day Saints that denied that Joseph Smith had more than one wife.
2: He didn't seem to have a whole lot of trust in his scriptures. As far as the Book of Mormon, he didn't feel that there was any real history to it, but it's a great story. As LDS leaders have said, if the Book of Mormon is not true, the whole religion falls apart. And as far as the Bible, he's the one that pointed out that there are many Bible contradictions, which is not normal for somebody who's a religious leader, who supposedly believes in that book, to say, well, I can't really trust that either.
1: Well, you asked him, what were some of these contradictions that he had made reference to? And he brought up the story of the women at the grave of Jesus after his resurrection, which I I was kind of surprised that he brought that up as his first and foremost objection, because Bible scholars have answered that over and over again. It's not really a big issue. But he also admitted he was a pluralist. He, he was not like Latter-day Saints who believe that his church was the only true church on the face of the earth. That's not a position that Lachlan Mackay holds, nor do I think it is a position that the community of Christ holds officially as well. It, well one thing that was interesting is the very next week— After we had this conversation with Mr. Mackay, there was a big news story about a daguerreotype, a, a photograph of Joseph Smith, at least that's what... Some are saying, and Lachlan Mackay is one of those who believes that this daguerreotype is really an image of Joseph Smith, the founder of the LDS Church. Now, I should mention, there's been other pictures that have popped up that some have felt were pictures of Joseph Smith, but naturally not everyone agrees, and there's controversies with all of them, as there's controversies with this one. But there was a big article that came out a week later, and what was interesting is that Lachlan Mackay never hinted that he was behind this whole daguerreotype issue that would be announced a week later.
2: Yeah, regarding this 1842 oil portrait, uh, the article says, after an exhaustive 18 months of research and analysis, however, Mackay is convinced it is the first known picture of the man who said he saw God and Jesus in a New York woods as a boy and and launched a global movement, including both Mackay's church and the larger Salt Lake City-based Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And then he cited, this isn't surprising since Emma Smith herself, and Emma, of course, is Smith's wife, didn't think the portrait was a good likeness of her husband, uh, he said in an interview, and that a good portrait of him couldn't be painted because his countenance was changing all the time. It's controversial as to whether or not this really is a picture of Joseph Smith, but Mackay firmly believes it really is.
1: After the conversation was over, I had to ask myself if I could be convinced to join the community of Christ based on what I had heard this apostle tell us. And I I don't think it was convincing, but then I don't think at the same time that Lachlan Mackay really cares. They're they're not really as strong on proselytizing as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's kind of like, hey, if you want to join us, that's fine. If you don't, that's okay. We understand But he wasn't really trying to convince us that we had a need to join the church that he represented. Uh, I give him credit for at least being honest about a lot of the things that he had to say. But at the same time, I don't think he said anything, to me at least, that would have made me want to second-guess my original thoughts about the Restoration movement and maybe even go in his direction.
2: But how could we even expect him to want to share what his truth is if all paths lead to God, as he basically says. So while he believes in some kind of a higher power, it's not necessarily having to have a personal relationship that comes through the community of Christ. He made that very clear.
1: Tomorrow we're going to continue talking about our experiences as we visited LDS historical sites during the summer of 2022